We're sisters, best friends, and authors on a mission to help you stoke your creative fire and live the life of your dreams. We believe that purpose fuels passion and that creativity is your secret weapon for mass construction. There's never been a better time to bless the world with your dream realized. You're listening to The Kate and Abby Show. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Kate and Abby Show. We are fast approaching NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo, Abby was just correcting me, my pronunciation. Um, We're approaching that. (laughs) We're coming up on it pretty quickly, and a lot of you are getting ready this October to write the novel of your dreams. And while it's very important to prepare yourself and your 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 notes, your work, whatever it is you do for your own unique process. It's also important to figure out how to prepare yourself mentally, spiritually, physically for uh, creative work. How do we prepare ourselves for being creative, for meeting a challenge like NaNoWriMo, and being able to thrive and enjoy ourselves and also take care of ourselves during that time? How can we best nourish ourselves to maximize our creativity? So we're going to dive into that today couple things first. My book comes out tomorrow. If you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast on my YouTube channel, you'll see me holding up the the physical copy right here. Searching for Sparrow is out tomorrow wherever books are sold online. So make sure you go grab your copy or if you want to go pre-order, you can still pre-order. Today's the last day of pre-ordering. Yep. You'll never be able to pre-order this book again. Today's it. The, this is the last day of pre-ordering. And if you haven't entered the giveaway, there is still time. There's like a few more hours to go enter it and you can win signed copies of all my books plus a bunch of other goodies. I will link that below. Um, be sure to go check it out. If you haven't read any of my series yet, you can actually go get Anomaly, the first book, the prequel to the whole series for free. So if you're like, hmm, that sounds interesting, but I haven't, I don't know what any of the series is. I don't understand anything about it. You can actually go snag this for free on my website, which I'll link that below too. And Abby just had a really cool announcement yes. about her own... Next her own book. special project. Yeah. Her yes. next book. Yep. I announced that on my YouTube channel on Friday. So if you missed that video, check it out. Katie will link it below, but I am releasing a Christmas book that is a sequel to 100 Days of Sunlight and it's totally unexpected and really fun and cozy and I cannot wait for you guys to read it. It is coming out November 1st. So if you want to see all the details about that, hear all the details and pre-order the ebook, which is available now, then uh, go to that video in the description and check that out. All the details are in that video, but I'm really, really excited for this book. I'm so excited too. (laughs) I have had the privilege of getting to hear this book through the writing process and oh it's so good I can't wait for you guys to read it because it's just the it's like a cup of cocoa (laughs) it's just awesome it's so heartwarming and good I, I won't say any more about it because I want it to be a total surprise for you guys, but it's so good. You're not going to be disappointed. If you loved 100 Days of Sunlight, this is like the hot cocoa on a snowy evening version of 100 Days of Sunlight. Yes. It's it's (laughs) awesome. I'm so excited for it. Thanks. But yes, let's get into today's topic, self-care during NaNoWriMo or any writing process, really, um, and how to prepare yourself and your, your creativity, your mind, body, and spirit like Kate was talking about. But first, we have to thank our sponsors, who are you guys. You're the ones who support this podcast and keep it going, and we so appreciate your help. So if you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep this show alive and free of interruptions. So what do you do? 
to prepare yourself mentally (laughs) (laughs) for a novel. So there is a lot of mental preparation, I think. And what I've found about writing is like any creative process, it's you're emptying the cup. So you have to take time to fill your cup. You have to take time to be nourishing yourself, mind, body, and spirit. So I try to find some things. And over the years of practicing minimalism and mindfulness, I've found a few things that really resonate with me. And I think this journey, I do want to say that this journey is very unique. So it's going to be unique per individual. So what works for me as my go-to things might not be your go-to things. But the point is, to open yourself up to the mindful journey of finding some nourishing practices that work for you, regardless of what they are, if they match, you know, mine or someone else's. It's about finding that personal journey of things that nourish your soul. For me, I love doing things like meditating before I write. I find that in the morning when I meditate, first thing, it totally... I usually have a completely different day than when I don't meditate. Mm. It's a very big difference. And um, there's lots of different types of meditation you can do. But really what I'm talking about here is regardless of what kind of meditation you might want to do, getting quiet and still and allowing yourself that time to just be is so important. We live in a culture, and a lot of us do anyway, I, I'm not speaking for every culture here, but I'm saying a lot of this um, Western like hustle culture is um, very much centered around like you get up and go and go and go and go and just try to accomplish, be productive, make, make, make things. Well, we can't do that nonstop. There has to be a place of stillness. We have to have inner peace and stillness. Otherwise, we'll constantly be just rising and falling on the crashing waves of life. And that's not that's not sustainable for the long term. That's where burnout comes from. That's where a lot of like studies are showing that a lot of cases of depression and anxiety can even come from that. And um, those studies are out there. Um, You can look them up and read about them yourselves. But so how do we prevent ourselves from falling into this, this like treadmill trap of like just constantly trying to go and produce and produce? And I think a lot of that answer lies in drawing back from all of this noise that social media creates, that the internet creates, that this hustle culture can guide us into stepping back from that and really seeing you know, what brings me inner peace and joy? What brings me fulfillment? I can, you know, I guarantee you that it's not spending hours upon hours looking at other people's lives. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that it's not comparing yourself or your work to someone else's or, oh, look at what that person did. Look at where that person went on vacation and what they had for lunch and here's their baby and here's their dog. And, you know, (laughs) it's fine to look at photos of friends and family and whatever. Sharing's fine, but I think we have to be mindful in our approach to the internet and social media. And meditation can be a wonderful way to start your day with a mantra, a mindful intention to find a place of stillness and return to it. Yeah. Because you can return to it throughout the day. It's not just like, oh, the meditation starts and ends here. It helps you find this place of being centered and being still and being with yourself and listening to what arises in your spirit, what your body needs. And you can come back to that throughout the day. It reminds you 
to start your day in a mindful way. Don't just let whatever, okay, first thing in the morning, I pick up my phone and I start scrolling. That's, yeah. you know what I mean? It it's, fills it's, up space. Yeah. You know, versus and, creating space. Yeah. And when you create the space, when you don't fill up the space with all of this mental clutter, wherever it may come from, whether it's the internet, YouTube, social media, Instagram, whatever it's from, when you don't have all of that filling up your space, something else will. And it will come from you, right. which is where creativity comes from. It comes from, in a way, a void of something, you yeah. know? And it is the best expression of filling that void, creativity, yeah. your, your own creative expression. Because if you don't, then something else will, you know? Yeah. If you don't take that space and claim it as yours, then something else will. And I love how you've said in the past um, about social media and the internet that it, it you're really not choosing to, to have this input. It's really just the algorithms and different people who have developed yeah. these apps have made strategic decisions, oftentimes based on psychology, to hold your attention longer, to keep you on the app longer, to keep you clicking on videos on your sidebar longer. That's why, that's how all these apps and these websites are designed. So are you having actually a passive experience as the user of these apps and websites. Yeah, I would say 99.9% .9 of you the know? time, it it is a passive experience. Because like a lot of times you don't go to YouTube and get lost in the rabbit hole of YouTube because you were intentionally looking up one video that you knew what you were going to type right. into the search it's box because... before you landed on the homepage, you know? Right, that technology, these tech giants are making decisions about what they want to serve you. And so it kind of becomes just this consumerism trap mm. of how can we get you to spend more time on this app so that we can make more money whereas you could be using that time constructively for yourself to either make yourself money <laughs> in a lot of ways and there's nothing wrong with that that can be a wonderful thing to spend time on something that will help you make a living like in your own craft as you spend time on your craft you're building your own career you're building your own business a lot of these things can distract us from that and who are we hel we're helping someone else's bottom line we're helping some bottom line of some giant corporation that exists out there in the ether you know what i mean so it's like we have to it's you're better bag for social media <laughs> exactly be the active protagonist in your own life right it's so true you know and so we have to step back and we have to to realize these things the best medicine that we can take for this is to simply become aware of what we're doing so many of these things are unconsciously done i've watched people just flip over their phone and turn it on even when there's no notification and it's just it's a habit it's neurons that have wired together so much that they are firing off all the time. Oh, we check our phone, we check our phone, we check our phone. And if you were to take that phone away from that person, it would probably feel like an extremely foreign experience. Now, I'm not, I'm, I want to make it clear that I'm not busting on anyone who has a phone or even has a phone addiction. I think that um, it, it's definitely a hard thing to navigate in today's world, but we can all take steps to become freer really and live a freer life creatively and what that will do by disconnecting we will have so much more energy 
to give to something else that will actually benefit us. Now, I want to say too that social media is not good or bad. I did a video about this. Um, I think it was the video I did recently about my life without a phone. And um, I, I say very plainly and then I'll repeat myself here that social media isn't good or bad. It just is. It's a completely neutral thing. It doesn't have a personality. It doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have good or bad intentions towards you. It's all in how you use it. You can use a hammer to break a window or build a house. So it's all in how you're using it. If you are an author and you want to share your creativity with the world or your screenwriter or whatever your craft is, you can definitely use social media in a beautiful, mindful way. But if we're simply using social media to fuel our ego or to boast about something or really just bolster up our ego, that's really not inspiring anything good in us or in others. Yeah. And that's something that um, pretty much everybody, <laughs> pretty much everybody's going to encounter: social media and websites that will distract you during the process of creating and writing a book, which is what we're specifically talking about today. Um, whether you're participating in a challenge or you're just trying to create a better writing habit, this is going to be an obstacle that shows up in your path, or at least for most for most people. So. In preparation of embarking on the challenge of writing a book, what are some triggers that you can set up ahead of time, even if it's just a question or a sticky note maybe that you put on the back of your phone um, that says, why are you checking your phone? That's <laughs> and a good maybe, idea. I like maybe that. you can't, maybe you make it a rule to yourself that you can't pick it up unless you can answer that question specifically. If it's, I need to check to see if so-and-so texted me back because it's an important issue, then okay, pick up your phone. Or going to a website like YouTube, well, what are you going to type into the search box when you get there? Most of us don't even get past the homepage because we get distracted by all the stuff on the homepage, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely yes. happened to me. Um, but a lot of times I'll have the the search words in my mind and I will quickly go to YouTube and before the thumbnails can even load, I'm typing it into the search box because I know I don't want to get stuck on that page right. looking at things. So that is, those are just two simple things that you can do to set yourself up for success when utilizing these tools because they are tools. Right. You know, a phone is a phone. You can call people on it. And if, if you're in a situation where you need to call someone, it can be a life-saving device, but it can also be a life suck. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and it can fill up that space that you are creating for creativity. Like yeah. this, this space is for you. It's for your art. It's for something important that you are going to create that will matter to you and matter to the world and matter to somebody else. So view it as being important and and acknowledge that those obstacles will show up in your path, but you do have the ability to overcome them. Yes. And sometimes it's not it's not complicated to do that. It could be a very simple question that you ask yourself or a trigger or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to ask yourself those questions because that's what mindfulness really is. The opposite of mindfulness is just mindlessly doing something. Mm. So if you are mindlessly scrolling, which actually that's a popular phrase, I was just mindlessly scrolling Instagram. I've heard so many people say that and I'm like, wow, it's funny because you're not even aware of what you're saying there. It is completely mindless actions. Your mind is not engaged. It's just this sort of... um filler yeah. that has no substance to it. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not bringing you joy, really. It's not bringing anyone else joy. Um, there's really no benefit to it. And um, as far as like, oh, well, there's some inspiring things on social media, Kate. Yeah, there is. And if you have someone that you're like, hey, I really like their content, go to their specific page and look at what they've been posting recently. Don't scroll through a hundred thousand different things to maybe get to that one inspirational post. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think we can really not, not only help our mental health by doing these things, and make ourselves much more happier souls, but we can help ourselves to create much better. We can create yeah. and to a have much ideas. More, yeah, you know, I find that even if it's not, oh, this this phone is distracting me from the actual writing process. <laughs> like it's not always that. It's sometimes just other people's ideas and thoughts and words are so. Your head is so full of other people's ideas and thoughts. Yeah, that you don't have room for your own thoughts, your own independent ideas and your own inspiration. You know, I find that for me anyway, inspiration comes from space, Mm, creating space and creating that quiet time, like you were saying at the beginning, whether that's through something like meditation or even just, you know, taking a walk in nature by yourself and being completely free of distractions. Like what happens in that place? You might get some of your best ideas ever. Right. You know, usually you don't get ideas and inspiration from mindlessly scrolling, like you're saying, you know? (laughs) Yes. Um, I do think that you can draw inspiration from certain things like stories that inspire you. Absolutely. But you need to create space for your own independent thoughts to blossom and grow. Right. Yeah. You have to become quiet enough to listen to your own spirit and- that's very difficult when you are constantly allowing your mind to be bombarded with other people's ideas and thoughts and images. All of it is um, all of it is input. And this is something I've touched on in other videos that I've made, but I've never really gone into it. And I still want to I still want to make a video about it in the future sometime. But It's all input. It's things that you're putting into your mind. Just like how when you're eating food, you're putting that into your digestive system. You're putting that food into your stomach. When you are digesting something that you're seeing, it is still input. It's going into your mind. It is still taking up space. And neuroscience shows us that it actually occupies physical space in our brains. It's fascinating. So like if you've ever seen the film Inside Out, those little... Those little like thoughts and memories and the they're like in the right. shape of a little ball. Yeah, I can't exactly. ever like unsee that now. When I think about things that go in your subconscious, I think of that. I know, right? It, <laughs> Which it's is a actually, good illustration. It is a good illustration. You know? Like, yes, it's a kid's movie, but it's based on actual science yeah. that does exist. <laughs> so even though they're making it more um, like uh, literal, <laughs> but but it, there actually is physical space in your mind being yeah. taken up by the things you are constantly digesting. That's why these things affect our mental health. Right. If they didn't take up any space in our minds and they just like shoop, went through our head and, and they were they were gone off into the ether, it wouldn't affect our mental health. Right. It's because they actually we're actually letting them live in our minds. So we have to pick and choose what 
put your mind on a diet just like you would for eating healthier. Like if you wanted to be like, hey, you know, I'm going to eat more fruits and veggies or whatever, you would start researching, well, what what should I have? You know, are there supplements I should be taking? What foods should I stay away from? Should I, you know, cut back on, you know, eating processed sugar, things like that, things that would help to make your body the most shiny, vibrant, healthy version of yourself. Well, the same thing for your mind. Put your mind on a healthy whole diet where it's it's digesting things and actually becoming nourished and not sickly from what it's feeding upon. So I think that um, really being mindful about social media can be extremely helpful when it comes to not only feeling good, but being inspired to create. Mm. Yeah. Another thing that has really helped me that I feel is kind of a meditative thing for me anyway is journaling. And I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before, but I'm not the kind of person who journals every day, but I approach journaling sort of as a personal therapy. Yeah, (laughs) And it has helped me so, so much whenever I feel like mentally cluttered or stuck or like I don't really know where to focus. I will just open up my journal and start writing just everything that comes to my mind, everything that's bothering me or things that are um, on my schedule that I feel are kind of like too much going on. I'll write everything down and it's amazing the kind of clarity that it provides me because I start to see everything sort of from an objective point of view, almost like another person's, like I'm reading about another person's life. And it helps me to, yeah, it's interesting because it helps me to see it more objectively and not such, not such a close, um, like kind of nearsighted, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed out. You know, it's, it helps you to pull back. At least it helps me to pull back and look at it from a different perspective of what do I really need? And sometimes reading between the lines of what you've written in your journal can help you to see what you really need. Um, that maybe is something you didn't think you needed. And it's a good way to get the metal, mental clutter out, I find. Yeah, I agree. That That's really cool. For me, like yoga helps a lot with that too. Mm. Like getting moving, like especially if you feel stuck and cluttered, a lot of times finding a specific reset can be so wonderful. Like, hey, I'm going to go do yoga or even something like qigong or tai chi or you know find something that just incorporates physical natural movement into your daily life and i'm not even talking about working out here even though it can be working out if you like doing that but anything that's just gets your body moving whether it in some sort of natural movement so going for a walk doing yoga doing tai chi find some natural movement it actually does so much to um help your energetic body where we end up storing a lot of stuck energy in our body during throughout this like a stressful day so much of our energetic body can get like you know so tight and restricted and by moving physically we can release some of that energy and get it flowing in the right cycle again and that can so improve just how you feel overall it can it often makes me feel so much more creative so much more ready to write or create or work on a project because it helps to clear your mind like that kind of like what you were saying about journaling because it helps you to take a step back from that thing and even though it's not writing it down it helps you distance yourself from something to be able to see it more objectively rather than just staying stressed out trying to solve a problem or get through maybe a writer's block or something if you take a step back from that you can view it much more objectively. Yeah. And that would be actually a good tool to have in your 
your toolbox, your writerly toolbox going into NaNoWriMo is to know what kind of reset works best for you. Whether that's a yoga practice, maybe even make like a playlist if you do yoga from YouTube videos or something or other workout videos, maybe make a playlist of some of your favorite videos to follow so that when you feel stuck or if you're in the writing process and you hit a block or you hit just a moment where you're frustrated, you can pause that and go and like go to your go-to reset whether that's a yoga video or doing something else that helps you to mentally reset and uh, tune in with your energetic body, like you were saying. Mm, yeah, that so I think important. would be a good tool for a lot of writers to have. I know that I have a few channels that I follow that usually I can always find something that will help me to hit the reset button like that yeah. and awesome. to get out of my head and <laughs> and to kind of get a new perspective, like you were saying. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's so important. Yeah. So... I think we touched on a lot of good techniques in this episode. Hopefully this is a nice springboard for you guys (laughs) to come up with some of your own ideas. Putting your your mind on a diet, I think, is a really good takeaway from this episode. Whether that means cutting out some things that aren't aren't no longer serving you, maybe social media, maybe some different websites and apps that you find yourself going back to too much, and inviting into your mental space those things that are going to inspire you things that are healthy, that will bring you joy and creativity and spark your desire to create and your passion for your story. So yeah, hopefully you took some notes. Hopefully this gave you some inspiration, some good ideas. Um, if you are participating in NaNoWriMo this year, comment below this video and tell us what, what your book is about. What's your project that you're working on? We would love to hear all about it. I probably won't be doing NaNoWriMo this year, as I said last week, because I am going to be super busy getting this book to you guys, which I'm so excited about. Me as too. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the Christmas book is coming and it's going to be a crazy busy couple of months, but I'm very excited. I can't wait for you guys to read this book. And Kate's book is coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. So. Yeah, go grab a copy. Hold it up one more time. If you're watching the video, you'll see me holding up Searching for Sparrow, my latest novel, the first book in the spinoff series, next gen series of the Blood Race trilogy. And if you've never read the Blood Race and you're curious, you can actually get the first book in the series for free with the link that I'll leave below in the video version of this podcast. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, you can find that on youtube.com slash Emmons. Yes, definitely go follow Kate's channel for all of her writing updates and her amazing other videos. And follow my channel if you don't already, which is youtube.com slash Emmons. And thank you again so much to our amazing patrons. You guys are the best and we love you so much. If you get value out of this podcast, go to patreon.com slash the Kate and Abby show and help us keep it alive and free of interruptions. Until next week, stay stoked and rock on. 